Content warning. This episode contains references to bodily harm, extreme violence, gore, as well as the immutable violence implied by the magistracy and the caste and class system. Finally, a moment to sit and gather my thoughts. Today's events were largely unremarkable. A fox clan samurai met us at a wayward stop and could prove useful in the future, but seems cautious and worrisome in their approach. I do not know how this will factor into future negotiations. My honorable associates, the Lord Minoru and notable Izume-san, decided to take yet another late midnight walk together. I am concerned that this is becoming a recurring habit that I may need to address at some point in the future. Hajime, on the other hand, is showing a delightful surprise in courtesy and quick thinking. The boy has some talent I did not notice at first that I may be able to refine. More importantly than all this, though, and more pressing, is the upcoming negotiation with the Shinjo Lord. I am afraid from what I've heard of them that they are in a unusual position of power. I will need to be cautious in my approach, ensuring that no offense unintended is given. Get to the two cranes as you are on the getta and uh, you hear shouts coming from the village and you recognize them as being from your two companions coming off from somewhere in Porisuku. Asahina does not hesitate. He snatches his uh, katana up and says, Aiko with me, and just starts running. Aiko wordlessly follows. You rely on your senses, and then you ignore them, and you shut off the world, and you get a clear intuition you can feel intent to kill coming off strongly from the temple at the center of the village. And you are able to go there as fast as you can. Now, let's go to the other two. And we're going to see how they get themselves ready to start the combat. I'm going to spend one of the opportunities to cancel the strife and the other opportunity to learn a foe's weakness. Okay. So you target one of the monks, the one that actually seems to have a leadership position, and you figure out that uh, they are too greedy and they might be distracted by wealth and material possession. Okay, interesting. Thank you. Tell me where Yuzumi is. Um, so I think she wanted to kind of come up behind uh, one of the monks or abbots. Like she, when she came out to scream, it, she was standing behind them. So ideally not right behind them. So we start with the one that seems to be impersonating Enerbot. And he seems to be unaware of Yuzume and advances closer to Minoru, Katana in his hands. He screams at you, surrender yourself, magistrate, as he 
strength. So he misses. As he's missing, he he steps on the rock garden and spreads an arc of sand. It forces you to back away disoriented as it moves once again. So you are now disoriented, Minoru, and your enemy moves back. And now it's Minoru's turn. Yeah, I'm going to move up. Uh, my sword is out. So with that, I am not using it two-handed. I am using it one-handed. However, I am going to exploit his weakness. I'm going to yell to distract him. Good. Guard the money. So while looking behind him, so he thinks that my Yuriki are moving to protect, to seize control of the money and goods we know that are in the temple. So what is your action? I'm going to attack. So you are hitting the Avot, right? Correct. You managed to force them a very sharp blow, exploiting that they are distracted, and at the very last second, they realize that it was a diversion, and you get a few airs of their of the back of their head as they turn and quickly dodge to the side, preparing their own weapon. Next is Izumi. Izumi uh, stands behind uh, the monks and the abbot and uh, whispers to herself, Isora, make them howl. And then just a huge gust of wind pushes out from around her and knocks all three of them back over Minoru's head and uh, onto the ground behind him. Okay, so the monks that you push, they are disoriented. And um, you think for a moment the abbot, as you are pushing, that they stumble and they collapse over a stone lantern. But as you see them rising up, you you see a malicious smile as if they planned this to happen. Next, it's the disoriented monk. They seem to be quite baffled and not aware of what just happened because they were not able to detect the spell. And unlike the abbot that is aware of Yuzume, they think this was some trick from Minoru. And they basically gang open Minoru, trying to finish him off before he pulls another trick. One of them is still too confused and does not really manage to grasp the situation, while the other pulls out his sword and stabs at you. And you're going to need to spend 7 fatigue to dodge. I will. I have one left. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's get away from the action for a bit. So you are making your way to the temple based on a hunch of Ajime. And you pass in front of the local geisha, local geisha house. And you see four men and women with very nasty criminal look hanging around to uh, hanging around in the garden a bit worried and they seem to be reacting to the screams too they seem to have not decided what to do and they seem to be whispering between themselves are you continuing on your way do you ignore them or you do something uh okay yeah um after conferring with my with my teammate uh, I think I just try to make note of where they will be coming from and keep rushing towards uh, our 
our scorpion friends. Mm, curious. Uh, do you attempt to hide where you're going to, or do you just two grand samurai running across town right in front of them? Is there a way that we could kind of deviate our course a little bit without slowing us down a bunch? Yeah, I think so. I think you basically, you cut your way through a bundle of trees, uh, scaring a few uh, night birds and chickens on the way, and they go, they splutter around, and we tags, they look at the, the noise and they only see some birds. They don't see two big blue birds running on the way to the temple. Uh, back to the action. It's again Minoru. Minoru at first looks like he's going to swing at the abbot. He even starts to lunge towards the abbot, which causes his two companions to prepare to try and defend their boss. At the last second, Minoru changes his direction of attack, swinging and tries to block, but he has his hand in the worst possible place to block a katana strike and loses his digits quickly. So the abbot turns on you and knowing that uh, you are, you have an opening, they attack at you and they shout rallying the other monk, quick, we can get him now. They, they swing at Minoru and he's so focused on dodging the second monk's attack, the abbot cuts right through as Minoru's beautiful clothes. In the dark, they can't see how severe the cut is. Minoru throws himself backwards to avoid it and hits the sand hard. So Yuzumi, you call him open the favor of the water cami in this hour of need and what you get. Um, so Yuzume calls upon the water kami and uh, a stream of water just rises up from a pond in the garden and you know floats up towards her through the air and twists itself into the shape of a bow she holds it in her hands raises it right up so she's ready to shoot and she shouts at one of the monks step away from my magistrate and she shoots and the arrow misses so the crane arrive and there's a look around and you see a battle taking place in the rock garden. You see Yuzumi yelling uh, a watery Yume. You see Minoru unconscious on the floor, barely grasping his sword. And you see what seems to be the abbot of the temple, exhausted, pointing towards Yuzumi as a monk is rushing towards her. Katana drown, and at the foot of the abbot lies another monk. Minoru hears the extra footsteps, and for a minute, his only thought is, oh, this has gone the worst possible way it could go. Not only are there these three, but the rest have shown up. And out of the corner of his eye, he sees the white hair of the two cranes stark against the sky. And that gives him a moment. He just takes a deep breath. <laughs> and rolls up. Minoru is going to move towards the monk in Yuzume. 
is gonna be Diablo, which suddenly is surrounded by new arrivals, Eiko and Hajime. So the abbot seems in panic and points his finger at Minoru trembling. <sighs> Grandsama, thank you that you came. <sighs> Something happened to the magistrate. He he was praying to the fortune and looking through all sacred relics and he found something that deeply disturbed him. He attacked us when he tried to calm him down. Please assist us, Magistrate. And as far as you know, the panic and despair of the abbot is genuine. Iko just arrived. The monk just made his proclamation. And Iko stands himself up straight and takes a regal posture and extend his fan to Minoru. And I will use civility foremost saying that this man is an emerald magistrate and acting in the intent of the imperial authority all those who harm him are in breach of conduct and courtesy restraint is needed in this situation the monk listens to his your words and then just looks at the monk on your feet the blood from his hand slowly creeping towards Aku's fancy Geta with a, a, just a poor gaze of disbelief at you mentioning harm when, uh, as far as everyone is concerned, the Emerald Magistrate just could cut the hand of a monk. So, Yuzume. Yuzume is going to keep her Yumi held up straight towards the monk, uh, even though she's stepping back, and she's going to shout at Eiko and Hajime, they tried to kidnap him. They surrounded us as we tried to leave the temple and they tried to take Bayushi-sama away. They're lying to you. All right. Now it's Hajime's turn. Oh, I guess could I step back and uh, step back to one and then hit it with my katana? Okay. Um, yeah, I will do that. Um, I think I would just do two-handed. It just makes the most sense. Like, I'm right here. Your sword is true. And... Slices across your enemy. And as it lies down incapacitated, bleeding into the ground, you see the abbot trying to get a hold of themselves, calming down and recovering his breath. Well, and the monk that's running towards Yazume is going to get chopped. So I hit him. My two-handing my sword. So your sword cuts through them and they fall to the ground. Seriously wounded, incapacitated, and there are no foes standing. So yeah, the fight is over. Minoru looks very tired and very stressed out. Would it be reasonable to go over and try to help get him back to the inn, you know, put his arm around my shoulder? Uh, We need to do something about this abbot, though, huh? Minoru's going to wave, if Hajime starts to even take a step towards wave him, be like, Hajime-san, there's probably more coming. We need to take a minute and prepare. There are more coming. We passed four on the way here. They looked concerned about all of this. Um, 
Yuzume-san, could you possibly keep our... And he looks down at the abbot bleeding on the floor. Our abbot friend here from dying. I'm sure we have some questions that could be very... Or some questions to ask him that could give us some salient information. I can certainly try. With one action for everyone, Minoru is taking off towards the stables. Hajime is going to follow him. Aiko will attempt to give medical assistance to the two wounded monks. So, Aiko, you approach the abbot to apply first aid. I know that this person, unlike the others, has the bearing of uh, a lion. And as you are tending to them, you realize they have the Matsumon tattooed on themselves. And you realize that. Uh, there are other people that have continued to serve Lord Nagokita after he did what he did. And this person happens to be one of those. And their family will be very, very distressed if this were, was to come to light. As Aiko is tending this Matsu's wounds, he softly says, You have fought with honor and stood by your lord today. Do not press. You've been defeated in honorable combat. Meanwhile, uh, Yuzume is just ending a man's life. Yes. How does it feel to go to do this? And this time you're not doing it with your words. You're putting your wakizashi to do the work. Honestly, she's not really feeling a whole lot of anything right now. These people tried to take Minoru uh, to who knows where. And probably would have tried to kill him or question him. They could have tortured him. Really, like, there's all the possibilities of what they could have done going through her mind. And she just looks at this man, shakes her head at him ever so slightly, and then slits his throat and ends it. We get to the stables and we see the same people that you saw on the Geisha house. Three of them are struggling to control their horses and ride them, while one of the women, she seems to be already pacified, her beast, and seems to be pretty frustrated that the, the others are doing such a messy job, especially when she sees the two sword bros arriving at the scene. And whenever you're ready, Ludo, I'm going to cancel out two of the strife with two opportunities and use the last one to learn the woman on the horse who seems most put together and in charge. I want to learn her weakness. You can see by the way that uh, she clings to her meager objects, the way that she looks at the prized horse. It takes you only a bit to figure out that the weakness of this woman is her massive debt. So the first one is going to be I'm going to try and convince her, look, Nagokita will not help you repay your debt. If you stop here, we can help you. You go with Nagokita, we're just going to hunt him down and kill him. Yeah, you managed to be quite persuasive. And she says, and get the spoils. These three are yours. We saw the wagon. How much was in the wagon, dare I ask? So it is probably a wagon full of weapons and the money that 
they have to divide between four. I am going to very calmly respond. There are other ways we can help, but I cannot let you take the spoils. Consider the fact that there's always more money in the future as long as you're still breathing. Now it's her turn. She is not pleased with this, and she's going to be leaving. She's on a pony that she stole from one of you. So, yeah, basically she gets this, and she realizes that her life is the best thing that she can get for. And, hey, at least I get a horse, since I cannot get the spoils. And she basically is pushing the pony in the opposing direction. Next is Yuzume. Okay, um, so are Aiko and I still at the temple, or are we all together now? You are all together. So uh, Yuzume just stands very still and uh, starts whispering to the air kami. So just behind her, a small gust of wind whips up and starts growing and spinning around uh, Minoru, Eiko, and Hajime and herself. And she hopes that it will keep them safe. Uh, she's going to move back <laughs> so that nothing hits her. Next is going to be the tags. The tags look at the rider that betrayed them, look at you and they decide well we we are fucked so they decide well the only way we can get with this is if at least we bring some of them down so they take out their slings castigating minoru with them so they don't realize that uh, the winds are against them and they just start throwing stones at you and one by one the air coming pick up their rocks and just start throwing them in random directions as the spirits protect you against the incoming attacks. And now it is going to be Ajime's turn. If I move towards them one range band, I should be in range to throw my sword. I think I'm going to do that. So Ajime sets himself in position, one leg forward, another back, Distributing his weight across the muscles. And eventually, throwing the sword, sending it sour across the skies. One of the tags basically took it out within him to dodge out of the way as a sword comes flying at him and now you are disarmed so yeah it almost took everything on him he's almost out of you know having to dodge a flying sword that's fair it would be a challenge for most i think next is gonna be aiko the two that that just didn't have a throw sword at them is there any difference between the two do either one of them look more important no the three of them they look pretty rectangular. the only thing is the gender presentation of one of them, one is another woman. Iko will step forward and say, Cease your resistance and kneel. That makes them compromised. They drop their sling at your dreadful, dreadful suggestion. We go back to Minoru. But I'm going to jump on a horse and chase after the rider. <laughs> so you try to sneak on the horses and get the jump on them before they are unaware. And you spook them as they were already pretty stuck by the tag. And 
The horses start panicking and run away, but before that you are almost trampled by one of the horses and you need to dodge the pony before it tramples you down like a poor panic creature. I'm knocked back out again. So basically you got your clothes dirty and you are incapacitated by the horses. Next is the rider, which laughing at Minoru runs away. Yeah, your clothes are completely ruined. Technically they have been damaged twice, so they are destroyed. Next is Izume. What what gives you so much strife as you finally get up to Minoru and uh, his belly holding it together, breathing hard. So as she watches Minoru fall after getting trampled by the horses, Izume just rushes forward as fast as she can. And the only thing that's really running through her head is this is this is all her fault. Like she was the one who wanted to go and follow that monk. And she said that she wanted him to come with her because she felt that maybe she wouldn't be safe. Um, and everything that's happened tonight is is her fault. She is 100% just like, I've done this. Next is the text. So, the one that is compromised turns to Aiko and throws himself on the floor, bowing, as he unmasks by betraying his ideals. I can deliver you to Lord Nagokita if my life is spared. The other tag is too exhausted to do anything about this, so they catch their breath, move towards Minoru and try to try to stab him, and he misses. Okay, so he misses. Uh, the woman looks at the other that is just said that he's gonna betray them and tries to stab him, and she succeeds. He has to roll over in the floor to avoid the strike and he's panting as the woman looms over him, hatred in her eyes as she prepares to give a finishing blow. Next is gonna be Ajime. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try to punch her super hard. <laughs> I'm just going to try and knock her to the ground. Okay, so just what is that shit him? Okay, then yeah, I'm gonna then I'm gonna yeah jutsu cut him. Then I'm just gonna use the two opportunities to inflict a critical strike. That puts him incapacitated. Now you're going to deliver two critical strikes. And they are now unconscious, bleeding. Hajime just closes in uh, at this one that just attacked Minoru and just it's kind of it's almost like a mirror of the time that Minoru and him did a practice duel. But it's this time it's for real. He cuts right across this person's face. They are blinded and there is just a spray of blood that goes up into the air. Yeah, they just they just immediately getting conscious and are laying on a pool of their own blood. Their face, a mess of gore. Next is Aiko. Aiko will gesture to the bandit that is laying and surrendered and say, You will not harm him. Let's see how that goes. Minoru. I'm going to take a calming breath. One more and I'll be back up, guys. Uh, do you move back? Into the safety of the air coming? Yes. Oh, for sure. Okay. Next is the rider going further away. And next is going to be Yuzume. Uh, Yuzume uh, runs forward, uh, fully intending to knock one of the thugs over 
uh, with a burst of wind, but all of the kami are too busy forming the gust of wind at her back, and they do not listen to her. The other one, they cannot take action. They are bleeding to death. The other thug gets closer to Yuzume, and uh, still with his... No, this one is the one that dropped the sling. And he draws his katana and guards Yuzumi. The other tag, really frustrated, advances, takes four strife, is one short of compromising, and misses the other guy. And she unmasks by throwing her katana to the ground, realizing that this is pointless. You have two prisoners in front of you. You assume you have one back at the temple. I, I also, I pick up my sword and sheath it. Well, I clean it first and then sheath it. Minoru wakes up, looks at Yuzume. Yuzume-san, did you make it very cold or am I naked? You are nearly naked, Minoru-san. That is very unfortunate. Aiko is looking over the two surrendered bandits, glaring them down, not saying much, composing himself, thinking about how to move from here, and trying to figure out the best way to use the new prisoners. And it's very eager to tell you. You need to check the monasteries. That is where Nagokiti is hiding. We don't visit them personally, but we know that uh, the monks that go there, they always stop at the, the hamlet of Suturi. So it has to be one of the monasteries that are one day from that hamlet. That should limit your choice. As he's explaining, uh, Asahina just walks off wordlessly to go get the abbot and bring him back over here. Yuzume is going to help Minoru get up and just politely look the other way. Minoru is going to get up, walk into the inn, and head to his room where he hopefully has a second set of clothes. Aiko continues glaring at the two prisoners and says, How did two warriors such as yourself come into the service of the man we're looking for? A woman sneers, born on the House of Midnight Blossoms. His people offer this training and a place to be samurai. Uh, and they needed someone with our connections to act as their intermediaries to move around their taxes. And she puts emphasis on the words. Aiko gestures towards the two prisoners and says, Yuzume-san, are you curious to anything we can learn from these two tonight? Yuzume takes a few steps forward and gives them both a hard glare and says, I'm certain there are many things that we could learn from them tonight. And if needs be, I will stay up until they have told us everything. It is clear they have already shown wisdom in their actions and their ability to determine the correct course of action. Let us hope that they continue to. Benson please, seems pleased, but the woman seems frustrated. You're wasting your time. We are just intermediaries, but you left the one that is closest to Nagokita live on horseback. If she tells him, you will not be able to catch him unaware, and then you will never, never find him. Aiko will crouch down and softly say, there are tasks that my lord, the Emerald Magistrate, see to. However, it would be unwise to go chasing a messenger without preparing first. Wouldn't you agree? While you have your information, you should get act on it. Let's go back to the Temple of the Fortune of Ronins. There's still the abbot there, coughing blood, leaning back, 
as you arrive, Asahina. Uh, yeah, I don't think I initially say anything. I just go to grab him by his bonds and literally I'm just going to drag him. Like, I mean, like, I like, you know, I've got his torso lifted well off the ground, but his legs are just dragging in the dirt. And I am planning on just dragging him back and throwing him in front of the other two. That's how you treat a fellow samurai after your doji comrade treated me with respect. My doji comrade, I think, afforded you a politeness that you so far seem to have spat on. This is the first moment that I awaken from it. He treated me with respect as a fellow warrior. Are you not extending me the same courtesy? You treated my Emerald Magistrate with no respect and attempted to kidnap him. I believe that my loyalties lie higher than yours. Is that what you are doing to me? Claiming me as a prize? Kidnapping me? Your fate is going to be decided by my Magistrate. So let me guess. You are doing to me what I was going to do to your Magistrate. Following our Lord's order. I cannot speak on his behalf, but I can certainly I can certainly act as instructed. And what were you instructed to do? To treat me like a dog? Drag me there without the basic decency of courtesy that the Crane clan is so proud of? I sort of stop and I think not audibly to him, but like a little bit just kind of sigh and say, Do I have your word that you will not run? I am loyal to my lord at any cost, even when everyone else abandoned him. I untie him and I say, move, and I start forcing him towards the the others. Stands his ground. Excuse me. I said, move. My magistrate has questions to you or questions for you. He stands in the Emerald office. You will answer the questions. I was not aware that I was being persecuted of any crime. I thought I was going to be taken as a hostage. I say, for the moment, you are a hostage of the Emerald office. My magistrate will decide what is to be done with you from there. He seems to have a snake. Oh, so the Emerald office now takes hostage like mere samurai battling of blood field. I mean, Hajime is starting to get like, OK, Hajime is having a pretty bad day. I, I, I don't think Hajime has ever actually killed someone and he's killed two people today. You cannot lie to yourself. What is the horrible realization that uh, Hajime has about what transpired to him just now? I think the thing that's bothering him the most about this is that to him, he was doing his duty, protecting his magistrate. That's his job. But as far as these quote unquote monks, I guess, former Matsu samurai are concerned, they were also doing their job. And like, I think that I think he has a hard time reconciling that. I can't see it's hard for him to rationalize having killed one of them while they were just doing the job they were supposed to do. And that's something that I don't think he's really had to confront up until now working for the Emerald office. The man sees that he's got under your skin and he bows at you. My name is Sujimoto. You were tasked. Well, I don't know what your duties entail, but uh, you protected your Emerald Magistrate with all the fury of a warrior of the crane. I was tasked by my lord to protect the treasures that are kept on this temple. The two duties are not incompatible. I invited your magistrate to be our guest. He refused our hospitality. I would say that we both did an excellent job doing our duties, given the circumstances. Now, if you permit me, I'll resume my duties. Unfortunately for the my lord, he should be warned of your arrival here. But again, 
My duty to him demands that I remain at this post. I don't think Hajime looks at him, but he does says, You did your duty. I will do mine. Your lord is a criminal in the eyes of the Emerald Office, and therefore our concerns are with him. That said, you being someone who serves him, you will answer to the Emerald Office. Await the investigation on due time. As I said, I'll be here until I get orders from the contrary. Okay, objective. Am I going to have to, like, force him to do this? Basically, he's saying, eh, my duty is to stay here. Is your duty to be rude, dragging me out? I mean, it feels like it kind of is, but I know that that's not probably the right thing to do. What Ajime believes at this moment from this person? I think that that is kind of like that is kind of the conflict in him. He doesn't know whether or not to trust this guy because like we already know that Nagakita is I mean like a coward and are just a brutal murderer and if this guy's claiming Bushido or whatever like I I don't I don't see how a samurai who believes themselves to be following Bushido and could be following someone like that and not think it is uh, not think it is a pretty obvious like sort of deviation from their code, so to speak. Do you think about what you know? And do you realize that um, this man has following Nagakita all the way for some reason beyond his duty? And the duty happens to align. Uh, but more important, you, ha- you see this deep belief that he never once flinched on his duty. That when Nagakita ordered him to do to do the butchery to the unicorn, he followed, just as he would any other commanding war. After they were given permission, after Nagokita's death by the by the Lion Clan to retire, he retired as a monk. And when his lord reappeared again and drafted him back into his service, removing him from retirement, he believed that this too was fair and just and followed him into the team. And even now, he was, he sees this as just another guard post that he's doing in service of his lord. Yeah, I think there's this moment where it, it's actually very obvious to this guy that um, Hajime is kind of talking to himself under his breath. He is um, listing several things that this guy probably can't hear, and he is clearly distracted. He's nervous. He's fidgety. And then he just takes sort of a long, deep breath and calms himself and then looks at this guy and says, if you believe yourself to be someone of honor, then show it to me. And he steps, I think, far enough away that he is ready to duel this guy. So, yes. What are your terms for this duel? I turn and look at him. This duel is to the death. I gladly accept as Hina-sama. However, and he has a smile as he commends you on what he perceives as your cleverness. I am not able to enter a duel to the dead without explicit permission from my lord, as my life belongs to him. As such, I have to inform you that my lord is receiving the hospitality of the fortune of Sabanokami, the mostly unknown fortune of knots. If you fail to find him there, I will have you know that we never really ab- abandoned or our ancestral seat at Shiro Nagokita. And if the, if the locals will make you believe that that place is abandoned, I recommend that maybe you sh- check again. I'll be patiently awaiting 
for confirmation that I have authorization to dual you to the death. Now, as for my parts of the terms, I say we fight here on this temple wearing armor and spears. That's true. Yeah, Asahina just nods. The man nods and coughs blood and retires to inside the temple. Excuse me, I need to pray for the fortunes for guidance. I hope that uh, Mikoto Nokami will have my back on this duel. For your sake, I hope so as well. And Hajime leaves. The Emerald Lands, their wonders and horrors were played by Ludo. They can be found at Delethiel on Twitter and Ichio, as well as at Heroes of the Republic. Bayushi Minoru was played by Brad. He can be found on Discord at BZAJ1648 and at Twitter at BZAJDABarbarian. Sakai no Doji Eiko was played by Evan. He can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite, Discord as PushyMushy1871, and on fellow L5R actual play, Secondhand Strife. Soshi Yazume was played by Charlie. She can be found on Discord as Rieselian and on Twitter at BowserJ, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Asahina Hajime was played by Sam. He can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram at SJSedlacek. This is a Court Games podcast. You can find out more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site, courtgamespod.com. Legend of the Five Rings is the intellectual property of Fantasy Flight Games. Radio, where gamers roll.